you. All right. Peace to the family out there. Need y'all to work with me. Internet has not been the same out here since the blackouts. But peace to the family, peace to everybody out here in YouTube land. Uh, peace to the first responders, right? In crumb tradition, right? On standby from Harlem. Ooh, on standby from Harlem, England in the building. Okay, so we global. <laughs> We got folks all around the world. We global. These are the first responders. Now, how we got, hold on, man. How we got first responders from the other side of the world and y'all right there. See, that's that, that, that you making the local folks look bad. You making the local folks look bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So shout out to all the master students. Now I gotta assume. I gotta assume since y'all are master students that y'all have all watched the five hour, five and a half hour master class on, on cardiology, right? I gotta assume that y'all saw that already because that video is on fire. That video is on fire. So I gotta assume that y'all already seen it. But I've been getting some uh, some DMs and people have texted me a few things. So I felt like I would uh, come in and address those things with the family. Right. Hold on, I'm looking for something that should be here in the files. No, not the Ebers Pat Pride. Although we do have a class that's going to be coming up soon where we will go through the Ebers Papyrus. We will be going through the Ebers Papyrus relatively shortly in short order. I don't know. I, I can't even say relatively shortly, but soon we're going to go through it. Um, ah, it is in this. It is over here. Okay. 
It would be over here in the wrong computer. All right, I wanted to show this to you guys. So how is it right here? And I don't have the bookmark. A blood clot. Mm. All right. So there's that. that open so while we here this is the part where you guys get to share the video right hit the like button copy the URL you said you watched it live yeah that's beautiful that you watched it live and I appreciate your time but what I want you to do, and everybody else that watched that video, I want you to put your notes and your comments under that video, right? I need your feedback. I need your critique. I need your, man, that was amazing. This is my favorite part right here with the timestamp, or yo, um, I don't agree with this part right here at the timestamp. Like, I, I need you to go back to that video and, you know, in the comment section let me have it you know your praises your critiques you know um parts that you have questions on yeah <laughs> yeah all right chris is wow um but we talked about this and it, it, it would, I was surprised that, um, a brother such as MOI didn't, he hadn't heard about this, you know what I'm saying? So taking into consideration a brother of his, you know, his stature in terms of, uh, the craft. And then looking at some of the DMs and the text messages and stuff like that. Like, I know a lot of people um, in the past, I got to apologize for my behavior. You know, I'm working on myself. Crumb is helping me work on myself, right? Uh, shout out G-Man, you know, for, for making the plug. But um, Crumb is helping me to work on myself. So I know I've been a little abrasive. So people are like, I've gotten people hitting me back up like, bro, I'm scared to comment under your videos because, you know, you be going in, you know, on people <laughs> in the comment section <laughs> and, and, and in another universe in a, a different that was a different and inky. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I would greatly appreciate people's time and efforts and you put your questions and comments under there. We will get to them like they won't be ignored and you won't be ridiculed for them right but like i said from some of the comments i got you know um and then even with talking you know video we did, i don't even know what the video was we were talking about but um 
brother was talking about Albert Pike. And then um, a few weeks, maybe even a, more than, a, it might be more than a few weeks. It might be a couple months, a couple months ago, I was on the Lions Den and I had popped in and it was one of those goofballs in there that, uh, you know, they read the Cabalion and they think they deep, not knowing that the Cabalion is written by a, uh, a con artist. So for those of you at home that also are students of the Cabalion, let me help you out. Stop studying the Cabalion and put some of that energy that you've been using to study the Cabalion into studying the author of the Cabalion. And then you'll see that's actually a white guy who was a lawyer who went bankrupt as a lawyer and began to impersonate other people in, in terms of authorship. So what he was doing wasn't using pseudonyms. He was frauding. There's a difference, right? Um, if I create a new name to write some books so that people don't know who I am so I can stay out of the spotlight, that's kind of like a pseudonym. But if I write a book and I take on an Indian name so that I could pretend that I'm a Swami who spent, you know, 20, 40, 50 years studying ancient spirituality <laughs> to write a book, that's called fraud. OK, that's what that is. But um, anyway, in that conversation, a short, brief conversation, if you will, if I could even call it a conversation because it's really disrespectful, but in my exchange my verbal exchange with the young man he said yeah and i know all about the scottish reich degrees uh yeah albert pike wrote the degrees and i'm like yeah that's yeah those that's not facts those aren't facts because even when albert pike is writing he's commenting on the degrees so yeah, how can he comment on something that already exists? I mean, that doesn't already exist, right? So anyway, being a Haitian is something that I hold dear, you know, so that may be another reason why many people haven't delved into uh, into the concept or the idea. But um, yeah, so we want to take a look at this, right? Share this with the bros. Right. And then people can go into the research on their own. You know, you can go into the research on your own from here. Right. But this is the origin of what we now have today as the Scottish right. This is the origin of that. Right. And here is the gentleman, Stephen Morin. Right? Stephen Morin is the Frenchman that was out there in France. And he journeyed to, to Haiti to um actually let's see what let's let's Google these guys and see what Google what does Google say about these guys? Right. I probably have more of the story than uh, what Google is going to give us. Wow. 
there's a Stephen Marin that's responsible for at least 40 murders. <laughs> okay, that's not the Stephen Marin we're looking for. That's crazy. I typed in his name and this is what pops up. Yo, why are they suppressing our viewership right now? That's really incredible. Really crazy right now. Probably because of the title of the video. That's kind of crazy. They are suppressing this from the algorithm. They are suppressing this from the algorithm. Please hit the thumbs up, people. We need the thumbs up because they're suppressing this from the algorithm. I ain't even going to tell y'all how poor, how many people watching right now. It's a shame. But they do that. They will suppress your video if they don't want nobody to see it. And, you know, I deal with that a lot with some of these topics. Right? That's when you know you're tapping into something potentially powerful when they start to, yeah, suppress you from the algorithm. Right? But, yeah, so this is kind of not who we're looking for. Right? Never heard of this guy. Right? Um, but let's go ahead and add in Henry Franken and see what happens then. Okay. Interesting. Freemasonry's royal secret. Okay. And this is at the Scottish Rite store. You put CMOS in this? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. I see the gel floating at the top. Ooh, that blue magic. That blue magic about to do magic. All right. Now let me drop this batana oil up in there. Ooh. Let me drop this batana oil up in there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I wish I could see in my cup. The batana oil with the blue magic be making the tea look super trippy. You be making the tea look super trippy. In fact, where's my phone? My phone is dead. I don't even know where. <sighs> Today is one of those days. My phone died. I was on the phone with Crip Jesus. Then I put the phone down somewhere to find the charger. By the time I found the charger, I could no longer find the phone. <laughs> ah, anyway, so this is at a Scottish Rite store, right? So obviously, this is not um, this is not just uh, something crazy that Doctor Inky is coming up with, right? Copy of rituals used by Stephen Marin and Henry Franken, right? Myfraternity.org. Scottish Rite, Boston, a French trader by the name of Etienne. Yeah, okay. And now let's see what you're saying right here. Let's, uh, let's see what you're saying right here. What we got here? Uh, Scottish Rite is one of the appendant bodies of Freemasonry. All right. First, for the non-Masons out there, 
This is the term I was looking for the other day. Appendant bodies. Okay. Appendant bodies, meaning Scottish right. Um, don't assume that every Mason is a Scottish right Mason because this is an appendant body. Right. This is an appendant body. This is something separate that you can indulge in if you like, but it's not a requirement. Right. Of uh, which a master Mason major. Yeah, it's, it's just saying it right there. Let me just read it. The Scottish Rite is one of the appendant bodies of Freemasonry, which a master Mason may join for further exposure to the principles of Freemasonry. Right. In the United States, the Scottish Rite is officially recognized by the Grand Lodges as an extension of degrees of Freemasonry. Scottish Rite acknowledges that there is no higher degree than that of a master Mason. Man, I, that's that's. That's, I couldn't put it better. No, no better right there. Scottish Rite acknowledges that there is no higher degree than that of a master mason. Okay. So for all of you goofy people out there that have been watching Jordan Maxwell and David Icke videos and all of that gobbledygook. Okay. You got it right here. Right. And this is not from Dr. Inky. This is from a Scottish right website. All right. Because of the extensive nature of the 29 degrees of the Scottish right, it has been called the University of Freemasonry. The degrees of the right enrich and build upon the teachings of ancient craft masonry. Now, hold this in your back pocket for later on in the conversation. All right. This ancient craft masonry, because this is going to play a role into, you know, when we get to the question of the three letter versus the four letter and blah, 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 blah. So just put that in your back pocket for a minute. Right. The Scottish Rite builds upon the ethical teachings and philosophy offered in the symbolic lodge through dramatic presentation of the individual degrees. The Scottish Rite sees seeks to improve and strengthen the character of the okay we got all that blah 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 where is what we were looking for okay so the history right so to be clear right in my mind every scottish right mason should know this information right The early development of the Scottish Rite is murky, but it is plain that the profusion of high degrees that flourished in the 1730s and 40s was centered in Paris and Bordeaux, France. So let's stop right there. Okay, because this is one of the things that I got uh, a message about. When I said that the Scottish Rite Masonry was not Scottish, that it was French. Okay. Oh, yeah, but hold on. You, you. All we got to do is read. The information is there. Right. And it's not locked up behind closed doors. Nobody got to do nothing crazy to your chakras or your anus to get it. It's just right here. Right. 
The early development of the Scottish Rite is murky, but it is plain that the profusion of high degrees that flourished in the 30s, the 1730s and 40s was centered in Paris and Bordeaux, France. There, the 25 degree Rite of Perfection was probably originated in an Ecosa Lodge or Lodge of Scots Masters. Ultimately, one of eight such high degree Ecosis Lodges working in France, a French trader by the name of Etienne Morin or Stephen, you see there in quotation, was chartered in 1761 as Grand Inspector for all parts of the New World. Morin returned to St. Domingue, which is Haiti, right? That's the older name for Haiti. When remember I was telling the story, I was like, I, I can't remember the, there it goes for you. And later in 1766, moved to Jamaica where he created a grand chapter of the right of the royal secret as the highest degree was called sublime prince of the royal secret. Enter Henry Andrew Franken, a naturalized French citizen of Dutch origin living in the American colonies. Morin deputized Franken, who chartered a lodge, the Parfait de Ecosa in New Orleans in 1764, which died very quickly when France ceded New Orleans to Spain. The Spanish crown has historically been hostile to Freemasonry and it did not flourish in that environment. Let's stop. Now let's take that in, right? I know a lot of the, the Moors um, watch this channel, right? Put this in perspective, right? What was going on? in the years leading up to this, right? Why would the French government be so deeply entrenched in Haiti? And why would they be going back and forth with Spain about Freemasonry? See, this is the thing that y'all don't understand. Freemasonry has always been for the people, by the people. Uh, this is these are just facts. I know that y'all y'all been watching all of them conspiracy videos. I get it. I've been watching a lot of Jordan Maxwell. <laughs> y'all been watching a lot of Jordan Maxwell, David Ike conspiracy theory videos. I get it, but the real history doesn't support the conspiracies, right? The real the reality is that um, and this kind of plays a role into the question of do the quote unquote white Masons recognize black Masons and then you get into the Prince Hall thing. Right. Um, and then you get into um, like if you present yourself as a Mason somewhere immediately, it's assumed if you're a black man that you must be Prince Hall. I am not Prince Hall. I'm a four letter Mason, right? 
but it plays a role into this conversation of do white Masons recognize black Masons? Because in essence, what we're talking about is, is there racism in the craft, right? Is there racism in the craft? And the obvious question, if we just want to be super correct in a obtuse manner is of course there's racism in the craft. Wherever there are humans, there's going to be racism. Wherever there are humans, there is going to be crime. There's going to be hate. There's going to be jealousy, right? But there's also going to be love and all the other things that go along with wherever humans are, right? But um, what's accepted and what's practiced is something totally different. Totally different. I never experienced it. And I've been around Masons and Masonry since a kid with my dad taking me different places on the road, you know, little books, little, little Masonic bookstores and little places, you know, you can't get in, you know, you got to be a Mason to go in there and purchase stuff. And like, yeah, my dad would take me to them places. And those are usually all white places. <laughs> and it was never weird. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was never weird. They let me run around the store, let me sit on the counter and whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then likewise, years and years, decades later, me, like, you know, me as my dad, you know, bringing my sons into uh, Masonic stores again, all white. Um, yeah, I've, I've never experienced any sort of anything. Any, any sort, not even an inkling, you know what I'm saying? So I haven't experienced that ever, you know what I'm saying? So in a hypothetical sense, wherever humans are, human emotions, human faults got to exist there. So I'm sure, I'm sure it exists. But I've never experienced it. And based on the tenets and the principles of masonry, um, that wouldn't be acceptable. That's why you have, you know, when we were talking about like these other groups that may steal principles and structure and how they organize people from masonry. Right. But they wouldn't need to have all these other breakout groups, you know, the Order of Dawn and KKK and all these other groups that have some of that structure. You wouldn't need that if that was. If those ideas and practices and that type of hate and all that was acceptable in a lodge, you wouldn't need the, to make it something separate. <laughs> they would just be out there representing the lodges. You know what I'm saying? So clearly that's that's not how that is. And just as many um, negative groups have um, took structure and organization, there's no better a way to structure and organize a fraternal order than what uh, is done in masonry. It's this the GOAT, it's the greatest of all time, right? So it just makes sense that people that want to structure their own thing, they'd be like, oh, well, let's, let's, use, let's use this format. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have a nation of Islam without it because the nation of islam the supreme wisdom lessons and all that kind of stuff is they did the same thing they took the structure and they created their own you know they took the skeleton and you know added their own flesh to it 
right? So when you read the Supreme Wisdom Lessons, everybody is addressed as laborers. What's a laborer? A low-level builder, right? <laughs> like an apprentice. Yeah, you learn it. So anyway. I just thought it was important that we kind of have this conversation so we can answer all these questions. Well, so I can answer all these questions anyway. Um, and then you guys can see what we're doing, you know, in that five hour class with what it is that we're building in terms of the soul craft. Right. All right. So we're worried. Uh, enter Andrew uh, Henry Franken a naturalized French citizen of Dutch origin, living in the American colonies. Marin deputized Franken who chartered the art. So we read that. The Spanish crown has historically been hostile to Freemasonry and it did not flourish in that environment. The Spanish crown, their loyalty has always been more in sync with the Vatican. And Freemasonry has typically always been in ideological and philosophical and at times economic war with the Vatican. Right. So anyway, Franken next granted a patent to the formation of the larger perfection in Albany, New York in 1767. The ineffable Grand Lodge of Perfection conferring the 4th through 14th degrees. Franken was a busy man and wrote three manuscript books ultimately containing all the rituals from 4th to the 25th. Most were in the form of an outline with a story and a few words or grips. But not in any sense a ritual that modern Freemasons would recognize. Franken communicated the degrees to Moses Michael Hayes and appointed him a deputy inspector general. Hayes appointed eight others, also deputy inspector generals, and four of these were important in the establishment of Scottish Rite in South Carolina, where the Mother Supreme Council was organized in May 1801 at Charleston. Scottish Rite is inexorably linked with one man, Albert Pike, born in Boston in 1809. Stop. Albert Pike was born in 1809. So that means he was not even alive for any of this. He wasn't alive for any of this. He wasn't even alive for any of this, okay? Scottish Rite is inexorably linked with one man, Albert Pike, born in Boston in 1809, educated as a lawyer and ended residing in Arkansas where he was introduced to Scottish Rite Freemasonry in 1853. From 1855 to 1857, he rewrote the entire 30 degrees, giving them substance which they did not have previously. We're going to go back. He rewrote 
the entire 30 degrees, giving them substance which they did not have previously, right? Giving them substance, right? Giving them substance. Elected a member of the Supreme Council in 1858, he became its Grand Commander in 1859. And after the Civil War, he wrote Morals and Dogma of the Scottish Rite. That would be this. Yeah, that would be this. And it is a very good book. Yeah, it's a very good book for brothers of all degrees. Because it really helps you to understand. It really helps you to understand like the first three degrees. It gives you a lot more um, as a master mason anyway. It gives you a lot more meat and potatoes. And then now this is an older copy I have. I'm sure there's a bunch of rewrites and reprints. So I'm not sure what's in those. So I would suggest if you can get your hands on one of these, get your hands on one of these. Right. Because the most useful part of the book, I ain't going to say that the whole book is, is good for understanding. But the back of the book. Oh, my goodness. The back of the book. is a great Masonic, like, uh, I want to say, uh, like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I would say it's like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I, I would have to say it's like an encyclopedia back here, because it's, you got all of the um, symbolism It's called the digest, right? So you can metabolize, right? But it's got all of the symbolism, and in and of itself, it is almost 200 pages. That's just the back part, this little index I'm talking about. Yeah. Actually, it's a little bit more than 200 pages. Pardon my French, right? Now you know the origin of where that saying comes from. Pardon my French. It's a Masonic saying. It doesn't really have anything to do with curse words. <laughs> yeah, let me see how old this book is. What year was this book? Okay, so this what this one is from 1951. The copy I got. Yeah, it's from 1951. Yeah, oh, no, no, the 1950 edition. Yeah, I got the 1950 edition. But if you got questions about some stuff you study in, it's, it's like it's good to, to go through and get you some uh, a good understanding of the material. Remember, they're expounding on 
what you learned as a uh, you know first through your third. So yeah, might want to get the full picture, right? But like I said, the back of the book is fire. That's why I keep it around. I keep it around just for um, you know how my mind works by now. You know what I'm saying? Especially what I do with the jewels, the symbols, the real information. Because that's the other part of this is I think most Masons forget like the degrees are a marker of your um, dedication to the, gra the craft. And then with the degrees, you're getting the rituals, right? And in the ritual, you get the symbols. But the symbols and the rituals is not the it, right? The it is what those symbols and rituals were encoding, right? So I need y'all to get the understanding of what biosemiotics is. I literally been saying that term to y'all for over a decade. Biosemiotics, biosemiotics, biosemiotics. Okay. Biosemiotics is not something that is invented by Judy K. Okay. Stop listening to goofballs. Judy K did not create the science of biosemiotics. The science of biosemiotics was created and funded by the Rothschilds. So if you want to know what the Rothschilds is up to, it's not banking. It's just the same way as like Mason's thing that it's the ritual. No, it's not the ritual. It's what the rituals represent. When you get to the Rothschilds, it's not the banking. It's what are they doing with the money? Yeah. What are they doing with the money? What do you? Why do you need that much money? They have a lot, they, you know, like... You say more money than God would allow or like more money than, G you know, like you say those sayings, but they literally have that kind of money. So you got to wonder, what are they doing with the money? Let me show you what they're doing with the money. All right. So let's pause this for a second. Go over here. Okay. Let's go over here, right? Stop watching them goofballs because they only remixing me. And the thing with remixing me is they always going to be behind. And they're never going to understand because this is my life's work. You can't watch a video of mine, remix it, and put it on your channel and think that you have full understanding. No, you might get your rocks off because you might be the first person to present whatever, whatever, but you don't even know what you're presenting. Yeah, goofy niggas. All right, so here's biosemiotics. Right, here's biosemiotics. Right. And what do you see here? And look, 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 looky, looky here. That's interesting that the first thing that pops up for biosemiotics is what? National Institute of Health. Damn. 
Hold on, man. Shit, I got it. Y'all don't even know why that deserve a bomb, but yeah, just know it. Yeah, yeah. Just know that that needs a bomb because the whole idea of esoteric. Again, most people that are saying esoteric, they don't know. A sister of mine, very good sister of mine, um, she just pulled me into a clubhouse conversation. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Inky, jump in this clubhouse thing. They ain't here talking about chakras and they, they going crazy. They think they know about, you know. So I realized that people don't even know the definition of esoteric. Esoteric deals with inner things, inner things, right? Inner, the most important inner things that you could study is you. Every science tells you that. Every science tells you that. Every mystery school, every fraternity, they keep telling you that you the secret, you're the mystery, you're the God, you're the temple. And nobody seems to put two plus two together to come up with number four. If you're the mystery, if you're the temple, if you're the God, if you're the secret, then obviously what is it that the rituals and symbols are encoding? Information about what? The inner things, the biochemistry. Yeah. So... The problem becomes people that have rank, right? They don't want to um, look at me. You see what I'm saying? You see my chain, gold teeth. Niggas be online saying it's yellow teeth. <laughs> right? These guys don't want to... Um, They don't want to go, man. See, but that's how it goes, right? The stone that you guys rejected. Ta-da. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. I don't even know if y'all can see that. Can you see that? That's the blue magic gel. Floating on top of my teeth. Yeah. But they don't want to admit that because then at that point, it's like, so what What do you know again? <laughs> yeah, not much. Because they haven't been studying neurochemistry, biochemistry. Yeah. They haven't been studying the inner things. And you can't microwave it. <laughs> you can't microwave it. You can't get biochemistry for dummies and get deep. It got to be a lifetime study. It got to be a lifetime study. It got to be a lifetime study. Hmm. <sighs>
All right. So here we are. Biosemiotics. Right. It's crazy how the first thing that pop up, though, is National Institute of Health. Crazy. And I ain't typing nothing but biosemiotics. I just typed the word in. Right. Out of one hundred and fifty nine thousand, the first thing that pop up is the National Institute of Health. Anyway. All right. Let's see what good old wiki got. Good old wiki. You going to tell us the truth? Biosemiotics from the Greek bios meaning life and semiotikos, which is observant of signs. Observant of signs. Okay, now John Q. Public. This should be impo- this should be important for John Q. Public because you see the term observant. And in science, this is ha- this has to be one of the most important words, especially going forward. If it wasn't in yesterday and yesteryear, it has to be going forward because we know that when we observe waves, right, the waves collapse into the particles of our reality. Right. So the observer is the central feature right the central feature of science all effects have to take into account the observer because the observer's consciousness becomes a part of what is being observed especially when we deal with energy and uh all manifestations particles waves atoms you know uh subatomic in fact, the smaller it gets, the more your mind has an influence on it. So when we get into the world of quantum mechanics or, as I've been telling you guys for over a decade, right, the underworld of Asar, right? That's how they discussed it in Kemet. Um, but that's what that's about, the mind, right, and the connection of the mind to what's around us, right? So... Um, that's why that term should be important to everybody. When you see observant of signs, but then for the family out there, well, signs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Signs has, signs, yeah. Signs mean something totally, yeah. It, it, it becomes more intimate, right? For the brothers and for the sisters out there, right? Okay, so um, observant of signs in life. So now biosemiotics, Right. It's clearly letting you know that it's the study of life. Right. But let's go further. Biosemiotics is a field of semiotics. Right. Which is the study of sign processes and meaning making. Right. The study of making signs and adding meaning to those signs. Right and biology and biology now before i keep reading the backdrop to this is 
where do I start? Okay, so let's just deal with the Rothschilds for a minute, briefly. No matter how much money and power they have today, I need you guys to know that you go back not so far into the past, this was a broke family. They didn't have it, right? And when uh, Daddy Rothschild sent this kid to that place to start a bank and this one to that one, we all kind of got that story, but there's a backdrop to that story. Everything was based on their spiritual science, what they were doing, right? It's based on their spiritual science, right? And so um, I'll be trying to avoid the golem topic so much, um, but we'll just we'll just say their spiritual sciences and we'll leave it at that. You guys, I'm sure you're familiar with Kabbalah and some other stuff, so we'll leave it there. Right. But I'll say this. They were trying to understand what was left in Sumer and Kemet. They were trying to understand what was left in Sumer and Kemet, primarily because in Kemet, the papyri um, is what started all of the life sciences. And that is the number one biggest business to date. Right. Pharmaceuticals. Right. You got to know that that came from the papyri. Right. The gynecology, the, the gynecology papyri, the Ebrus papyrus. Right. Where they tell people like they give you the Scooby Doo, like stay away from this. Stay away from this. Right. Um, because, you know, it's magical incantations. It's not real stop that it's not magical incantations they use the term demons instead of the term virus or bacteria so since they use the word demon it must be something magical and mythical and blah 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 no they just refer to parasites as demons that's it okay parasites or demons right your body becomes inflamed right the underworld hello the underworld can become inflamed Right. The moment that you try to make the underworld a mystical, magical place, you're going to lose it. The moment you realize the underworld is inside you. Yeah. Then you get living in hell. <laughs> Inflammation, inflammation. That's your insides on fire. Literally, that's kind of what that is, which is why Chinese medicine deals with, you know, um, the balancing of the water and the fire. Anyway, back to biosemiotics, right? Can you see this? No. Bam. Get back. All right. So, semiotics and biology that studies the pre-linguistic meaning making. Okay? Pre-linguistic. Pre-linguistic meaning making. Very important to understand in decoding symbols and becoming symbol literate, right? Biological interpretation processes. Biological interpretation processes. You see, now let me show you something. And we went over this in the class. Oh, I don't have my hard drive. I'm going to need that. Where's my hard drive? Is that back here? Nope. OK. 
Caleb. Chase, gentlemen. Don't worry, I'm going to get the boys on it. I'm saying that like they know how to find stuff. They don't know how to find stuff. Yeah, y'all can read that for a second while I go grab this hard drive. Yeah, they somewhere hiding on that them phones. I'm gonna stop playing on the phones, bro. That's why we're not gonna turn on the Xbox again. Them boys and got me plugged into that uh Zombie game. They got some kind of zombie game. Carly said it's called COD. My COD. What the fuck? Call of Duty. All right, so I got my hard drive. Hold on. So I can show y'all a quick example. I want to show y'all a quick example so y'all can see why I need to go. Um, now, check this out. You can grab this free. We're going to go through some of this. I ain't trying to keep y'all up all night, though. All right, can y'all see this? All right, so this is for free on the website right now. You could go grab this whole book. Uh, the latest update is available now, 1,466 pages, right? This right here, right, is my favorite prayer, right? I should be, uh, yeah, but my favorite prayer it's chapter 64 of the uh, Egyptian Book of the Dead. It is also um, the origin of the Holy Royal Arch degree. Right? That is another story for another time. That is another story for another time. But I invite y'all to go to the website and download this for yourselves. Right? It's a lot of goodies in here. A lot of good stuff is in here. 
1,400 pages. Relax, people. You're going to get there. Let me, let me jump down. So I think it is somewhere around. Wait a minute. I think I'm passing it. No. <laughs> yeah, y'all remember we talked about the astrology, the zodiac. Yeah, yeah. All that's in the same book. Definitely donate at dollar sign Minister Inky. Send me some cash apps, but the book is free. It is there. AmericanHealer.website. All right, it's somewhere in here. All right, we here, we here. It's somewhere in here. Somewhere in this section right here. Right. All the way down. This guy, right? Yeah, this guy right here. The Holy Royal Arch. Right? That's me debating against the AI. Proving that I know the body better than the artificial intelligence does. I think this right here might have been my favorite slide, even though people didn't really think it was their favorite slide of the whole presentation. I don't know. It's either between that and the slide that I'm looking to show y'all right now. It's, it's, it's between them two slides, these two slides. Hold on. Here you go. Right? So this is biosemiotics at its finest. Right? And this is why the Rothschilds would fund this study and put up the money because they realized that what they were doing in Kemet specifically was they had a a much higher level and understanding of the human body than even what our modern technology could understand they was at a whole nother level with it so this was how this is how the door cracked open for me. This is the my first big discovery right here. This is the first thing that cracked the door open for me. The story of the Agdod or the Enid, right? Where you have four sets of twins and then the hidden one. Right? Four sets of twins and the hidden one. This was the first code that I cracked. These are called histones. That's what they was talking about, the histones. In Kemet, they tell you that the four sets of twins and the hidden one is responsible for all living creation. Well, here you go. You got four sets of twins and the hidden one, right? You got your H3, H4, 
your H2, A and B, right? These are histones, four sets of twins and a hidden one, the H1 histone that ties them all together. And what do these guys do? They control your DNA, right? And what was the symbol? The shin. The shin right here. The shin is the symbol. This is what the histones look like. This was why they put that bread up, right? You see your ankh, right? Circle of Willis, right? And to me, the most important of them all is the Y scepter, right? But anyway. Let's go back over here to the info real quick. Hopefully we answering, I'm answering some of your questions. Right? So anyway, this is what they did with that bag, right? All right, so we can go through a little faster now. Now that you should have an idea of what's going on. Biosemiotics is a field of semiotics and biology that studies the pre-linguistic meaning-making, biological interpretation processes, production of signs and codes. Let's not forget our E-Fi, E-Gene, excuse me, the I-King, right? Now y'all should be able to understand, especially the people that have been with me for the longest, right? The people that have been following me for the last, I don't know, since I was in Black and Nobel, Right. That was I don't even know how many years ago we were doing Sunday school in Black and Nobel, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Right. And back then I was telling y'all that the body runs on. the. I, you, let me tell you all something. Y'all have no idea how many arguments I had over years with a quote unquote I E Jing or I Ching. Um, it's actually supposed to be pronounced I King or E King, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, with quote unquote masters, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, no, this is not that and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a science of divination and blah. I'm like, listen, the only reason it's such a powerful system of divination is because it is tied to the human body, it's tied to nature, and it's tied to consciousness. If it was not tied to all three, it would not work, right? But it literally is the basic binary code of life. Yeah, it's the binary code of life. And so in China, their Bible is literally structured on that. Right. The Chinese Bible, the book of changes. Right. Um, is based on the binary code In Kemet. It's different in Kemet. They base their system of math on it. So you could say Kemet originated supreme mathematics because they literally lived their life by their math. And in their math, it's all doubling and happening, which is where you get the science of frequencies waves 
particles, right? Literally, that was the, in today's world, that's the highest level of science. In Kemet, that was the elementary, that was the base, that was the starting point, right? So Pythagoras starts at the elementary level with the rope, with the 12 knots, right? The rope with the 12 knots, the 12, right? Um, but that's the original three, four, five triangle or the 47th problem of Euclid, blah, blah, blah. That comes from the 12 knot rope in Kemet, right? But their whole science, what became our musical science and all that is doubling and having the same thing you do with frequency. That's why I have that in my, my song. I said doubling and having frequencies. I'm the I can't dream, the binary goat. Remember, money is a legal note, right? It's a legal note. Note is sound, it's music, vibration. Yeah, anyway. Biosemiotics integrates the findings of biology and semiotics and proposes a paradigmic shift in the scientific view of life in which semiosis, sign processes, including meaning and interpretation, is one of its eminent and intrinsic features. The term biosemiotic was first used by Frederick S. Rothschild in 1962, but Thomas Seboic and Thur von Uxel have implemented the term and field. The field which challenges normative views of biology is generally divided between theoretical and applied biosemiotics. Insight from biosemiotics has also been adopted in the humanities and social sciences, including human animal studies, right? Why? Because that's how in Sumer and Kemet, they represented a lot of the deities as humans and also as animals, right? Human plant studies, that should be pretty obvious, right? All of the medicine, not to mention your diet is all based on plants, but then the healing modalities come from plants and you have to study them together, right? That's why I tell you about buying stuff from these goofballs online that haven't studied the plants. They don't know plant anatomy. They don't know human anatomy. So how the hell are they gonna know how the plants work on human, human? Yeah, they just hustling, right? And then cyber semiotics, right? All right. So that's what we want to have in mind, uh, family, as we looking into digging through, you know, whatever degrees you have, right? Whatever degrees you have, have you, you went through some ritual, right? So when you go through those rituals, this is what you're looking for. What's encoded in the symbols? What is encoded? What's science? Just think to yourself, people, what science would be that valuable? What science is that valuable? There's no science on earth more valuable than biochemistry and, and neurochemistry. Nothing. There's nothing on earth more valuable. There's no wisdom. There's no set of understanding. There's no set of lessons ever produced or will be ever produced in the future than the understanding of your body, period.
period. This is why you got billionaires running around trying to do what? Buy up stem cells from black women. And then we looked at the video Crumb put on. You had a black, uh, you had a, a billionaire offering black women. He's like, yeah, I need your, you know, I need your, your embryos. I need your genes. So who wants to sell me some cells? You know, let's start the bidding at a hundred dollars. He's a billionaire. The money is, is he don't, the money's not an issue for him. But why would he offer the black girls a hundred dollars? Come on now. Let's be honest in here. Why would he offer the black girls a hundred dollars for their genetics? Money's not an issue for him. Why would he offer them a hundred dollars? Because this is where the problem is. Come on. Why would he only offer them a hundred dollars for their stem cells? Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can find. Uh, come on, because I'm waiting for y'all to actually answer. Right. No. <laughs> oh, she said buy low, sell high. No, no, not buy low, sell high. You know why? Um, because there's already people in the business of that. Yeah. And in that regard, uh, you black ladies have already given them. You've already given them. You know, even though y'all supposed to know about Henrietta Lacks, but y'all are still too lax. Even though y'all know about Henrietta Lacks, y'all still too lax, right? Y'all still having babies and giving away y'all placentas and all that. So they didn't already made tons and tons of, you know, but no, the actual answer is a couple people got it correct. Let's see. Let me go to the first one that got it correct. Cause he knows, cause he knows that's how little they they see themselves. Correct. They don't know the value. Boom. Hold on. Let's let's give Mike. Correct. They don't know the value. They don't know the value. That's that is that's the issue. Yeah, they don't know the value. That's the issue. That's why he could offer them a hundred dollars. Like, come on, y'all. And then I'm looking at the sisters that he has sitting around him. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they they that group. They definitely don't know the value. And you could tell from the video. Be like, oh, Inky, you just assuming? No, no, no. no. I'm looking at them and then I'm looking at their response. If they knew they value a hundred dollars mean flip the table. 
Yeah. A hundred dollars mean throw my drink on you. You know, that, that's what a hundred dollars mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred dollars mean it, you violating. Yeah. So, of course, you know that they don't know the value because nobody studies this. Nobody. Nobody studying this information. Right. Okay. So, anyway, so this is this is that original manuscript here. Right? Which I love because you you could see this is why <laughs> this is why they give Albert Pike so much love and so much credit when it comes to these degrees right because this is this is what this is what was there right this is how it's written right and when you look at this and you see how it's written and then you get the history behind it you realize what you know what was really going on stephen morin who's credited as creating the degree system and then initiating Henry Franken, who then, you know, we just went through the history. Stephen Morin was taking notes. He was a student. That's what he was doing. He was being taught when he was in Haiti. He was being taught by the quote unquote very same people that we all look down on today. The voodoo masters, right? The voodoo practitioners. Oh, they just be cutting chickens necks. And, you know, that's very savage, barbaric practices. Yeah, right. See, them savage, barbaric practices. That's the same thing they always say about your ancestors. Meanwhile, they're writing your shit down. And then remixing it and passing it back to you as the real thing. Now, here is the civilized, you know, this is the real version right here. Yeah. Meanwhile, they spending billions of dollars to decode the shit that your aunt, you know, that savage, yeah, that, that savage material. Oh, yeah, they they putting billions on decoding it. Yeah. Billions. And we don't put that same value. Like, yo, after I do one of these videos, I'm supposed to, when I make these type of discoveries, I'm supposed to never want for anything again. Like, I just gave y'all back the wasp scepter. How long has it been on this earth that nobody know what the that is? And you got all these Egyptologists, comedic scholars and all that running around. They don't know what that is. They have no idea what that is. You're looking at a, a fraud. You're looking at a, a long perpetuated fraud of Egyptology on steroids where nobody really knows what it is they're talking about. 
because in Kemet, they was practicing the science of making gods, period, God bodies. Father Allah, or Allah the Father, affectionately, right? He just was returning us back to something ancient, the God bodies. That's literally what the Pharaoh was. If you look up the Pope's definition, that's what the Pope trying to call himself now as well, which is why he has to tie himself back to Sumer with the, you know, the Anki crown and all that. Right? Yeah. So. So I'm just saying we don't put the same level of emphasis on this study as other people. But then we always upset and uptight when we're not in the position that we're supposed to be in. Our ancestors laid, left us everything we needed. They gave us the genes. Duh. They gave us the genes. In the genes is the bodies, the temples, and the blueprints. All It's all there. Which is why the Rothschilds and all these folks is funding biosemiotics because they're trying to figure it out. And now that they done figured out a good bit of it, they're like, ooh, shit. We got all the info, but we can't do a damn thing with this info because we actually need those bodies. <laughs> ah! So... How do we get the black bodies from the black people without waking them up? Like, how do we let them know that their body is literally the most advanced technology on this planet without waking them up? Because then they're going to, you know, then they'll realize the value and then the game is up. The jig is up. Right. So how do we do that? Right. Because we don't have a real birth problem. Our birth issue, like our birth rate thing, is synthetically suppressed. We've been brainwashed into, you know, poor eating, which leads to defects. Um, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood, right? So that we, we, we're killing our babies, but we're not like not able to have them. We're killing them. That's a totally different thing. We're insane because all the other people around the world are frantically trying to make babies. That's why literally they just outlawed. <laughs> Yo, they just overturned Roe v. Wade. Like that should be a, a super light bulb going off over everybody's head. Like, boom. Light bulb, message. Yeah. Man, woman, child. Yeah. So that's where I was coming with the conversation the other night when the brothers was talking about, you know, gender transforming and all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, if we take a look at this biochemistry and this neurochemistry, 
we can get to the root problem, the root of the problem, right? Because the problem doesn't start with uh, a child or even an adult. The problem doesn't start with a person feeling like they're in the wrong body. Hey, I'm a woman and I'm trapped in a man. Hey, I'm a man and I'm trapped inside a woman. Like, no, the problem doesn't start there. We got to go. How does this happen? Right. How does this happen? How do we live in a world where we have so many Christians? They believe in God. Muslims believe in God. Hebrew Israelites. Uh, I mean, just all of the different religious. You, you believe in God. Right. Some people would go a step further. I don't believe in God. I know God. Great. How is it then if you know God that you think that you was trapped in the wrong body? Are we saying that God got drunk and fell asleep at the wheel? Like, what, what are we saying right now? Did God make a mistake on you specifically? Like, what, what is the philosophy for the religious mind to support that kind of philosophy? Not the atheists. The atheists believe they come from rocks. We, I'm not talking to them. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's why atheists can't be masons. Yeah, because anyway. So it's very important to familiarize yourself with these studies that lead to the type of dysphoria that you know that we're seeing. Right. And so there's some very interesting studies about insulin and what insulin can do early on, especially early on. To what would later become your sex hormones, very interesting studies, very interesting studies. And you saw all over, I think it was on Channel 7 News, NBC. They flashed it out there for a hot minute, then they pulled it back. They was talking about atrazine. And atrazine in the water was making the fish and all the frogs and all of the animals switch gender. There's a reason why, going back to the Agdo, the any, right? How were they depicted? Lizards or snakes and frogs, right? Yeah. These guys are precursors, so we can do something there. So now, if you have some work, some laboratory work, some clinical papers that are showing that there's an effect of insulin on sex hormones, then there's an effect of some of the chemicals that we've added to the food supply on sex hormones. Well, when you put those things together, oh. We didn't even have that conversation yet. They got the results of just insulin alone being able to switch the expression of sex hormones. They got the result of atrazine and some of these fertilizers alone being able to switch hormones. But there's no work. There's no work on what happens with the insulin rates through the roof while also consuming these other fertilizers and, and you know all these other chemicals yeah the experiment is happening around us yeah 
This is what's going on. Why is that important to the conversation? Because people that have alternative lifestyles don't reproduce. They don't reproduce. So again, when you add the people who are voluntarily not reproducing or making lifestyle choices um, that they can't that you know that doesn't support reproduction, and you add those numbers in with the people who are literally able to reproduce, but they're killing off the babies, abortions left and right. Yeah. Our numbers are suppressed artificially. It's not a real thing. Yeah. This is why when I start talking about this shit, YouTube be suppressing this shit out the algorithm. <laughs> like, yo, what is he doing? Is he getting ready to enlighten everyone? Um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm here to do. Right? But look at this. Let's let's try to interpret, let's try to make out one of these lines. It might be relevant to later conversation. Look at this. You see that? Can you make this out right here? Ancient and modern masonry in the West Indies and North America. Ancient and modern, right? Ancient and modern. Keep in mind though, when you have this concept of ancient and modern, this is the 1700s. So modern is then, right? So ancient is. And so that's where you have a big battle in the degrees. And that's kind of where you get um, the confusion between, um, well, three letter and four letter. Right, because three letter is free accepted masons, and then four letter is ancient free accepted masons. Right, so that's the three and the four. So the three letter is more, you know, um, now it's kind of blending in, so people got to do their research, you know what I'm saying? But the three letter is more like the modern, and then obviously the four letter because literally it's ancient free and accepted or ancient free accepted masons, right? Um, but you notice there's always free and accepted, right? Free and accepted. So two groups, right? Then you add ancient and modern and, you know, you got more groups. Then you have Prince Hall, which kind of um, separates themselves. Um, and I, I'm not gonna give you guys a story about Prince Hall. You can look that up, but Prince Hall, you know, typically separates themselves. Um, but the uh, the energy that was there, I would say with the Prince Hall, you still got some ignorant Prince Hall brothers out there. 
But for the most part, um, and you got some ignorant, you know, three and four letter, you know, but for the most part, all of the brothers, you know what I'm saying? Three letter, four letter, Prince Hall. I've never met a Mason anywhere, period, anywhere where that was a part of the conversation. I'm just being honest. I'm talking about white, Spanish, um, Arabs, Africans, Chinese. I met all kinds of Masons all over everywhere. And that literally never comes up. <laughs> Serious. Unless you like having a conversation and that just like is a part of the conversation. But in terms of being received as a brother, that that never has come up. It's always about how you present yourself and what do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you know how you present yourself? So. But that's the that's the traditional thing that people think. And it's mostly just people that aren't Masons, again, that watch a lot of TV, a lot of Jordan Maxwell, a lot of David Icke conspiracy theory videos. They believe that the black Masons are Prince Hall and the white Masons are everything else. Yeah, because there's more than just the three letter, four letter. You got uh, South Carolina has their whole own thing. Um, free accepted. I forgot the name of anything, but they got their whole own thing. You know what I'm saying? And it really just is based on the state, the state that you get your degrees in, that you, that you, you know, you become a Mason in, right? Because each state, right? So I guess you, you might need to know that if you don't know that. The United States is like a whole bunch of countries and they come together. They agree to come together. But the governor is really like the president of each country. So each state only has one main governing body, period. That's going to be three letter, four letter, or you have some Prince Hall. But usually the Prince Halls now are working with the three letter and four letter, even though you still have some that's doing their own thing um, based on their charter from the original Prince Hall and, and that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But and you know they got some different rituals you know what i'm saying different names different titles they don't have eastern stars they got um this stuff is different you know I, like i said i'll let the prince hall folks tell you about that or moi i break it down ask moi any questions that's left over ask moi because he knows right um so let's take a look at some of these inner things how long we've we been talking an hour and a half so let's take a look at some more of these inner things really quick and see what we got here. So let's go here. This is the original, original, original scroll. And after, oh, wait, that looks amazing. But uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to do like this. Let me get it. 
lid on it, put it on a king's bed. And don't put your stinky fingers in it. Okay. So this is the original scroll. Let's let's go do some of this work. Let's go do some of this work real quick. All right. Because here is all of the how-tos. Because I know y'all, a lot of people get in the, the big book. It's at 1,466 pages and we're not done with it. Right? And you're like, yeah, but how do we put it all together? The how you put it all together is here in the first book. I gave you that out off rip. Right? I gave you that off rip. Right? I gave you guys that off rip. Right? Purpose. Indoctrination of all who come in contact using this scroll's information to reprioritize their lives and inspire them to movement towards a cardiovascular disease-free state of living. So we letting you know off rip the focus cardiovascular disease free state of living. Why? Because the cardiovascular system is the center of everything else. You get the cardiovascular system up and running properly. You almost going to be problem free. Right. Everybody tells you the secret is in the blood. Literally. The pharaohs was walking around with the onk. Right. They walking around with the Ankh in one hand and the Wa scepter in the other, right? So what they telling you, the key to becoming a God is what? The circulation in the brain and the circulation in the body and the Nile symbolically flowing from the South to the North. That was them telling you that the heart is the center of your body's control, not the brain. The brain is subordinate to the heart. The heart is what controls the brain, right? So that, yeah, that way, right? Okay, so we, we walk through here. And what are we talking about? introduction cardiovascular disease the number one killer and those it does not kill it weakens and makes them to makes makes them susceptible to other forms of illness including advanced aging one of the most unspoken of and debilitating aspects of cardiovascular disease and diabetes is the mutation and or rot of the bone marrow bang that is the other thing that we focus on the bone marrow, right? See, these are the things that sets me apart. You've never heard a holistic healer tell you that they are focusing their entire practice around your bone marrow, right? And everybody thought I was crazy, right? Because y'all are brainwashed. Y'all need to hear white folks say it's real before you believe it, right? You need to hear that. This is okay. I know. We all been under the same pressure, but it's okay. Y'all need to hear white folks say it's real. So what happened? 2019, the last few months, that thing started lurking around. 2020, they like, yo, we trying to figure out what's going on. But guess what? Um, yeah, so we on these uh 
these plasma treatments. Me, I'm cracking up. I already know what time it is. I'm like, uh, the plasma treatments. Y'all want to look into that? See what that is. Check. Y'all, y'all might want to check that out. I don't need to check that out. I already know what what time it is. All right. Black people have a different. Um, we have a different immune reaction to things, and it's all in your plasma. So that's why they want folks to donate so much blood, right? It's not the blood cells all the time because they'll separate, put that thing in the centrifuge, blood go that way, plasma go this way. What are they doing with the plasma? Oh, well, the plasma is where they can get all the immune, all of the little antibodies and all that stuff that got popular to, to, you know, what is this, 2023? Three years ago, 2020. Antibodies, immunoglobulins, all these things became rock stars. And I'm just sitting back like this. I'm just like that. <laughs> I'm like, so, so, oh, y'all want to look at the bone marrow now? Oh, yeah, Ink, what you were saying again? Cause, yeah, because nobody else on earth. Is teaching this shit you teaching. So yeah, about that bone marrow again. Okay, yeah, see? Because this is where the antibodies actually comes from. This is where it all is at, right here. This is the work. And how did I learn about that? I can't credit Kemet with that. You know what I'm saying? That's my dad introducing me to the Chinese masons down in Chinatown. And then, you know, with that introduction, they opened up their little universe to me. And so, you know, I had, to, I was able to spend a, a little bit of time with them a couple years and just learn a lot of stuff, you know, cause they kind of close knit. If you don't have a way to get into that community, they just buy and go, <laughs> buy and go. Right. But in Chinese medicine, they teach that the secret to anti-aging is in the bone. And that as the bones rot, the body ages. So you keep the bones healthy, the bones will keep the body healthy, right? Keep the bones healthy, the bones will keep the body healthy, right? Um, and on the very surface level, you kind of get that in the holistic community when they talk about, you know, acidic stuff, pulling minerals from the bone, blah, 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 blah. But they don't really know why or what they're saying. They're just repeating that shit because they heard somebody else say it. They don't really understand what the bones do. They don't understand the relationship between your skeleton being piezoelectric as well as housing the stem cells. Right? They don't even get, they think, for the most part, they think their skeleton for... So you start off with three layers of flesh. Bones come later. Ain't no bones inside. When you shoot your semen into a woman, she get pregnant and fertilize the egg. Ain't no bones there. Right? You go from the, the blastocyst and all that to the, uh, the endo, the ecto, and the meso, the three layers of flesh, right? And once those things start to differentiate and you start to get, you know, cell bodies and now you start to get bone developing hard tissue developing to protect those things which you're going to need for the rest of your life 
That's why you have bones developing around certain types of cell groups, right? Because it got to protect them. Yeah. But the rib, the rib, well, we'll get to the rib. That's that's another conversation. We'll get to the rib. That's another conversation. But anyway, so that's why we focused our thing on the bone marrow, right? So this is why I'm saying I got to read this because this is where it's all at. Right. So we talk about AMPK activity in undifferentiated BMPCs. Right. Like, wait a minute. Now you just lost us. Inky. Don't, don't get too technical. Now you're losing us. That's because y'all have not been reading and studying this scroll. Right. But everything is up in here. We talk about the crystal lattice structure, the specific geometry of life. Hint, hint, wink, wink. The geometry of life. I'm going to say that again, the living geometry, right? The living geometry, right? Yeah, it's all here. The real shit. Right? Yeah, it's here. You see that? It's right there for you. You got to come get this work. Right. We talk about the red house, the blue house, hmm? the micro RNA. Right. Twenty two nucleotides. Ooh, twenty two nucleotides. Hold on. Twenty two nucleotides. I think there's a hold on. I think there's a wait a minute. Twenty two. Hold on, Doc. Are you saying that the 22 might have some connection to the 22 letters of the Hebrew? Hmm. What did the Bible say? That God created all life with the word, right? In a seven-day process. But the word consists of those 22 letters, right? Interesting. What does micro RNA do again? What does that do? Yeah. That way. Yeah. If you don't know, I'd suggest you get to the website and get to reading. If you don't know, I'd suggest you get to the website and get to reading. Right? I would suggest you get to the website. This is free on the website. I wouldn't take your birthright and charge you for it, no matter how much I need the money. I'll wait till you see the value and then you'll give me the money at some point, hopefully, if I'm doing my job. Right? If I'm doing my job. Right? But it's it's here. Everything you're looking for. Right? Oh, what is that right there? What, what is that saying? The three, four, five triangle of Pythagoras or the 47th problem of Euclid can easily be converted to a right. Mm, maybe that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> mm. The oblong square. The entombed cells and the mm, three levels of flesh. Okay, so yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's a lot in here that you, you need to get, right? So this is the original, right? So for the folks that are asking, this is where everything is at, right? And you're like, oh, Inky, you're just making up this stuff about the, the batana. No. Look, I've been wrote this book and was giving it away for free. Everybody got this? When flesh is heated, it produces the most toxic substances on earth for the human body. Okay, right here I tell you, these are the most toxic substances for the human body. Heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. It's right there for you. I'll tell you about the number seven, right? In human biology, it represents the sirtuins. The sirtuins is the highest, that's, that's the most advanced, you know, that's, yeah. But your ancestors been knew about all this. They been knew about all this. This is all biosemiotics work right here. Yeah, all this. All this is biosemiotic work. All this is information that I've been able to pull out of the symbols. So when we start talking about the apron, right when we start talking about the apron y'all think sometimes y'all be blowed away with this stuff you don't be more blowed away than me i'd be in here going crazy like like i just dunked on the uh i don't even know like lebron on a fast break or something that's how i'd be going crazy But this is your original apron right here. Let me show you. This is the apron nature gave you that everybody got, that nobody takes care of. All right. And we got some more lessons that's coming soon on this apron. It's getting ready to go nuts. We're getting ready to go crazy on this. All right. This is your actual apron right here. Yeah. Okay. And that's not me making it up. That's actually what it's called. The greater omentum is a large apron-like fold of visceral peritoneum that hangs down from the stomach. Yeah. It's not me making this stuff up. When you study science, you don't need to make it up. Because truth stranger than fiction. It's already right there. So while people is making up stuff to be, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, wait, the symbolism of the the the, the apron is, is this, is that. It's... I thought you was the secret. <laughs> I thought you was the temple of God. So why are we looking outside of us to find all the answers? No, the answer's right in there. But respectfully just like in the conscious community in the lodges they don't know you could tell they don't know because the worshipful master and the officers all of them be looking like they just left a buffet somewhere two three hundred pounds selling sausages and eating you know all kind of crazy it's 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 insane so you know they don't know nothing because obviously they will come on yeah 
because nobody takes the seven serious. If we took the seven serious, then everything else would be. <laughs> I guess for me, I took the seven more serious, A, because my dad ingrained it in me. You know what I'm saying? But even when I was down at uh, Wall Street, I'm like, oh, the series seven? I'm like, hold up. Even on Wall Street, they got the number seven symbolically as the highest level of education. In order for you to become a broker or a stock broker, you got to pass a series seven. <laughs> the same way as a Mason, you're supposed to be studying your grammar, rhetoric, logic, arithmetic, geometry, music, and um, astronomy. Yeah, the same way you have that circle seven there, when you get downtown, if you know anybody, just ask somebody you know in the business. See, that's why I could call these niggas that's on YouTube talking about you're going to get financial freedom by investing in stocks and bonds. I can call them goofy because I actually went to financial school to. Yeah. Yeah. I passed a series seven. You know what I'm saying? Or at least the one at, at school anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just, that wasn't a business for me to pursue. You know what I'm saying? So the brokers that spent the money for me to go to school, they was mad as hell. Because I, you know, they spent the money for me to go get licensed. I never, I was like, nah, this is crazy, bro. Shout out to them, though. You know what I'm saying? My boss was younger than me, a Russian guy named Alex. You know what I'm saying? We had mad fun. You know what I'm saying? He had a crazy, he had a, a limousine navigator. Shit was insane refrigerator full of crystal in there you know what i'm saying he used to like to roll up uh now in hindsight this is before the term pause you know what i'm saying this is in the 90s this is before the term pause but he used to like to roll up donkey dicks that's what he used to call them i don't know why he used to call it that i used to i used to i used to crack jokes on him all the time like bro that sound a little yeah, but basically, he basically would wrap up. He would just put paper around the branch or the bud. So you ever had branch uh, bud? You know what I'm saying? It, it come on the the long, the, well, not the long branches, but they like that in thick. He would just put paper around that and try to smoke up his car. You know what I'm saying? And whatever. It was fun though. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had a a, a Roman guy named Todd and a Jewish guy named Ricky that ran uh, the firm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a boiler room type vibe. But Todd used to vomit up blood every morning from the pressure. You know, uh, Ricky had his spiritual stuff to lean on, but, you know, we had rumors about him. And then all of the other brokers, they was either alcoholics or cokeheads. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, nah, that, nah. Eh. Not for me. You know what I'm saying? God had this in store for me. So that's why I couldn't, you know, go into that fully. But anyway, the point is circle seven. You know what I'm saying? So you got to pass that series seven if you want to be a full-fledged broker. Right? So it's the same thing everywhere. Right? Same thing everywhere. But this is it. 
right? Yeah, don't that look like some of the aprons? Yeah, yeah, go right there. That's your apron. Take your apron right here. So, okay, here you go another one. Yeah. And go right there. All right. And once you see them, the truth hits you like a ton of bricks, pun intended. Ain't nothing you could do when the truth hits you. Ain't nothing you could do when the truth hits you. Hit you like a ton of bricks. And what's the most stubborn fat in the body? The belly fat. What contributes the most to disease of the aorta and the heart? The belly fat. Yeah, it's your apron. You got to take care of your apron. Yeah, that's where the health is at. It's in your apron. I think that you are missing the point of what I'm discussing, maybe. And you might just be holding to your ideas. Right. But <clears throat> but I will engage. Um, I will engage your question a little bit. Right. So let me ask you this. Let's let me pull that up so people can read this. My question is, how can a grandmaster be sovereign and they don't operate as the nation or have no gold or silver like other sovereign nations. Am I wrong, people? So my question to you, Strong Survive, would be, and I know you're doing a little bit of trolling, but for the learning's sake, it's a, it's a decent question. We'll gauge it a little bit, right? What nation is sovereign? Come on, strong survive. Don't disappear. And you got to answer quick in order for this to work. You got to answer quick in order for this to work. I can't wait for you to answer later. You got to answer quick. What nation is sovereign? Truly sovereign. What what nation on this country and on this planet answers to no one? You said India? <laughs> you confused. You confused. India answers. All every country has to answer to a larger body. Every country has to answer to a larger body. Every single country on this planet has to justify their actions, large scale, to a larger body. Period. 
Sovereignty is largely an illusion of permission. Our government is only even able to function as a sovereign body because we, the people, give them that power. We give them permission. Like it's you. You have a a, a, a your your problem is with the understanding, right? Now let's go back to the original question. Let me show you. Let me go back to your original question. If they don't operate as a nation, right? So in your mind, nationhood makes you sovereign, which that's not an actual fact. A lot of people think that sovereign is the freedom to just do anything where you don't have to answer to anyone. That's not a fact, right? So now let's deal with the second part, the gold and silver, right? Let's look at Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, one of the richest men, um, one of the richest men on earth, right? Especially when you take into account potential, right? Potential, not just what you have, but what you're going to make throughout the lifetime of your service or your product or whatever your business is, right? We know that Apple is continuing to explode and do well. And, and yeah. So what happened to Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs got sick and kicked the bucket. His gold and silver could not save him. Prince, what happened to Prince? The artist formerly known as Prince, he had a good bit, right? His gold and silver could not save him. Oh, how can I forget Mr. Neverland himself? Michael Jackson had a huge bag. His gold and silver did not save him. Money is only a thing for people that don't have it, that don't really understand that the true value, a thing that makes you truly wealthy is people. It's not gold or silver or dollars. It's people, period. The reason why the money has a value is because of the effect the money has on people. The reason why gold and silver are looked at the way they are looked at is because they're a natural resource and their value, their monetary value, listen to the term, their monetary value doesn't fluctuate like paper does. So it has a more solid and stable monetary value but it's still a monetary value nonetheless and as a healer trust me when i tell you <laughs> i'd have been to millionaires houses when they get sick just like religious folks all that shit becomes secondary you could find the most christian jesus loving the most Islam, Wallahi, blah, 
when they get sick, all that shit goes out the window. They realize the true value of life is life. True wealth here on earth is life, is people, period. The Chinese people, yeah. You know, China monopolized gold. Three-fourths of the world's gold, China got. That's why they got the largest population. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that those two things goes together. The people with the most gold have the most people. Hello. The value is the people. Yeah. Hopefully the people all the way in the back, people all the way in the back, they will hear what I'm saying. They'll get the message. But there's people that spend their whole life chasing money, whether it's diamonds, whether it's certificates, whether it's gold, whether it's silver. And they realized that's not the value. That's not the value. Those things are only there to afford you a better life. What does life consist of? What are the real jewels? Brothers and sisters, what are the real jewels? Right? What are the real jewels in the temple? The temple. What are the real jewels? Right? That's why the crab says, where were you first prepared? <laughs> right? Where was you first prepared? Even the Upanishads, all these goofy niggas running around talking about chakras. None of them read the Upanishads. So none of them know nothing about chakras. Because when you read the Upanishads, the Upanishads is going to tell you that the way to enlightenment is the cave of the heart. What the fuck's that bomb at? Yeah, not the chakras, not the chakras, the very books that created the chakras, the books that the chakras were created in tells you that the way to enlightenment is the heart. The way to enlightenment is the heart. So when you read the Upanishads, which is the where the chakras originate. They do not tell you that the chakras will get you illumination. They tell you that to get illumination, that's the heart. And the cave of the heart is the royal arch. Yeah. That's the royal arch. What's the royal arch? The top of the Y scepter. The top of the aorta. 
Yeah. Why is it royal? Because everything, all of the royalty rolls back to Kemet. Yeah. And so the pharaohs, they had that as masters, masters of what the wasp scepter represented and what the ankh represented. Because when you master those two things, then you effectually become a God body. So that's always been my thing with the five percenters, the nation of gods and herbs. I'm like, mm, no, no. You guys is on crack and heroin and dope and you you drinking 50 cent beers and doing Newports. You, you, that, stop calling yourself God, bro. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You niggas look crazy. God where? Stop that. You have the potential. It's locked up inside you. But see, calling yourself God is the same as Christians that say that Jesus paid for their sins, so they living in grace. If you already a God, it gives you no reason to live righteously. It gives you no reason to live a disciplined life because you already God. You already here. No, that's not it. You have the potential to get here. You're not there. How are you going to be God? How are you going to be one who's in control and you addicted to Newports or you addicted to something worse? No. That's, you got to live that way. You got you to live the ascetic kind of lifestyle. You got to learn how to be a hermit in the city. You got to learn how to live a reclusive lifestyle amongst everybody. Get it? You got to be in this world, but not of it. Yeah, that's what that means. That's what that means. Let me see if we got some other question. But I want y'all to go back to that five hour class where we really break it down and go in. I was actually planning on doing more of a, of a review today, but um, we haven't, you know, and then we're going to do some reaction. We're going to do some, I got some, some, uh, some folks that's going to, you know, we're going to break it down. We're going to go into it. You know, I, I'm be honest. I'm getting so much attention from that five hour video. Like so many people are hitting me up. They, A, it's a it's a new understanding of how the heart and the circulatory system works. So people are like blown away. But then when we get into some of the more nuanced information, they're like, holy shit. Inky, you talking about the creation of time and space and you you like these are mind blowing ideas. Right. Um, but no, it's, it's what your ancestors left. That's the birthright. Right. That's the birthright, the science. Everything else comes from that. Think about that. Your birthright, science, 
What is it about? Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. So what else would be your birthright but knowledge? Because with knowledge, that magnetizes everything else to you, right? Knowledge is what allows you to become the peace with the magnetic in any space, in any situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're trying to fuck this video up with algorithms and all that. Yeah, both the uh, original book and the new one are there for free. People can go there and grab them. Right. It ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun, you heard?